Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hello. Welcome to episode 72 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are sharing with you our top 10 day trips from our beautiful hometown, San Diego, California. You know we're all about exploring our own backyard here in San Diego, and we have some amazing places that are just a short distance away. So while we're talking about day trips from San Diego, our hometown, I'm sure your hometown has just as many cool places around it. Mm -hmm. And you know, Kim, you hit up a point that I was going to say is that although San Diego is our hometown and these are super close to us, we understand that not everyone is from San Diego who's listening to this. So hey, when you do come to San Diego... We're a great place to explore, and then you can have offshoots from San Diego. So stay a while. Yeah. Yeah. And 2020 has been such a hard year for travel due to COVID and travel restrictions. So we did what we do best and we explored our surrounding areas. And so now we have 10 day trips to share with you guys, and we're so excited to do so. All right. Let's get into number one. Number one is Temecula, which is wine country right outside of San Diego. It's only about an hour drive, about 58 miles. And there are like 50 different varieties of wine. And there's so many places to wine taste in the region. So many cute wineries there. Yeah, there's so many different wineries, vineyards. And that's one of the great things about California is really where you are. Sometimes you're not really too far from great wineries, you know. And if we're going to equate wine country in California, everyone knows of Napa in Northern California. Temecula is really going to be that for Southern California. Yes, there's some in the Santa Barbara area, which we're going to touch on a little bit later too. But this is a really, really good day trip to do some wine tasting and supporting local businesses in that matter just as well. I have been wine tasting out there, and let me tell you, it is massive. So you have your vineyards, and like when you're driving from one vineyard to another vineyard, it's just like, it's a long ways out there. Well, at least you've had a couple (laughs) drinks, and you know, those long ways may not seem just as long. I went to one winery there, Squad Tip. You can get Groupons for Temecula wine tasting. There's tons of different ones. So if you want to make a little wine excursion of your own, you can do it through Groupon and save a buck. I got a Groupon for Oak Mountain Winery. It's a really, really cool winery there that has a massive underground cave. And they give you a tour of the cave. It's really cool. They sit you down and take you through a wine tasting. They have a charcuterie board that comes out with it. It was a great find. Really good winery. That sounds really cool. I want to hit that up. Yeah. And they tour the premises with you so you can see the whole vineyards and everything. Everything. And the lady that was giving us the tour was saying that this winery and the way the sun sets over the mountains looks just like France. 
Oh, wow. Mm. Look at that. Did they have any Bordeaux for you to try, Kim, out there? You know, it was about a year and a half ago that I went, so I can't remember all the ones we tried, but they were good. Wine tasting in general is really fun. I know Brittany and I have been out there a couple times. One of the more times that I recollect the most is we actually used a certificate that we got as a gift for our wedding. Mm -hmm. So we did that that one time. But like Kim said, you could find stuff on Groupon. There is a travel company, local business, Temecula Private Limo and Wine Tours. So you can book with them. They may very well have a time where they're on Groupon as well, but they'll take you from vineyard to vineyard, winery to winery, and you can just enjoy your time, be safe about it, and not have to worry about drinking and driving. Ubers and Lyfts are out there, but they're far few and in between, and it is going to cost a little bit of a penny. And another squad tip If you are in the area and you hit up a timeshare presentation, a lot of the times they have free wine tasting coupons to go out to Temecula. It sounds like you've done that before, Zaina. I have. (laughs) Life hack right there. But there's more to Temecula than just the wineries. That's obviously a huge draw of the place, but they have Pachinga Casino out there. Go do some bingo. Bingo. Heck yeah. (laughs) Love bingo. I have a lot of family that lives in Riverside, so we'll meet. That's the halfway point between... Riverside in San Diego is Pachanga Casino. So I'll meet there with my family and dot out some bingo boppers and never win, but it's okay. But still have a great time. Uh, let me say this. If any of our listeners are as big on breakfast buffets as us, let me give you a squad tip right here. Spend the night, wake up, hit up a breakfast buffet at Pachanga, huh? Nice. <laughs> And then they have a really nice downtown too. They call it Old Town Temecula. And there's a lot of nightlife. There's a lot of good restaurants. It's really fun at night too. Coasting in to number two, Julian, California. Julian is about an hour and 15 minutes away from San Diego, about 61 miles. And what I really love about Julian several things, but one of the most ideal things that I find about it is it's a quaint, small, old mining town, really. So you go up there into the mountains, which, you know, you're in San Diego along the coast, you think beaches, but here you are not too far away, getting into the mountains, getting to the trees, and it's this old Western style mining town. And I really love the theme and feel of that. Julian is really well known for their apple pie. There are two really famous apple pie companies. One is called Julian Pie Company and the other one is called Mom's Pie House. Both of them are super, super good. You can go and get full pies. You can get pies that you can bake later or you can even get a slice for right now Mm, with ice cream cream on top. A la mode it. So Mm. good. And Kim and I actually went hiking in Julian. We went to Vulcan Mountain Wilderness Preserve and we did the Vulcan Mountain Trailhead, which is a great hike. Yeah, it was a great hike, a five-mile hiking trail. And when we were done, we rewarded ourselves with a nice slice of apple pie. That sounds like an amazing day trip from San Diego. Go up, do a nice, beautiful five-mile hike, and then hit the apple pie a la mode on your way out. Mm, Mm. I want to do that today. Yeah, the pie is the fame to claim. And definitely when you're there, you do have to have it. But again, like I was saying earlier, I really do love the rustic mountainous feel of it. And it's not too far from San Diego. So that makes it always so enjoyable for me, too. Mm -hmm. They also have breweries and they also do produce a lot of ciders as well that are really good. That's right. They do. Hard apple ciders. You know, I can't remember the name of this restaurant. If I think of it, I'll say it in the episode. But there is a restaurant that does really good pot pies. 
in the Julian area. I love pot pies. And ciders too. So pot pie, cider, maybe get an apple pie as dessert. I can't wait to do this day trip all over again. (laughs) All right. Sliding right in to Anaheim, specifically for Disneyland and California Adventure Parks. Who doesn't love Disneyland? I mean, I'm a Disney fiend. We all know this. I'm saying it again just in case you didn't know and we're living under a rock and not paying attention to what we say during these podcasts. But how can you not have Disneyland on this? There's Disneyland Park, the original, and Disney California Adventure. It's only an hour and a half away, 95 miles. Wake up early, get there when the park opens, and enjoy yourself a Disney day. How can you not? Yeah. Now, when Jamal and Brittany moved down to San Diego, they joined me down here a year after I moved here. Labor Day was coming up, and that was my birthday weekend. And we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, what should we do for Labor Day weekend? And we decided to get Disneyland and California Adventure season passes. And we went down to Disneyland. And then every month from there on out, at least twice each month, we would drive down to Disneyland to work. Drive up to Disneyland. Drive up to Disneyland. That is correct. Yeah, we would go get a Costco pizza, eat it (laughs) in the car, and drive to Disneyland and stay there until 12 or 1 a.m. closing time. And I'm just like, my God, my energy in my late 20s. I know. I can't imagine doing that. We would stay till closing around midnight. Then we would drive the hour and a half back home then wake up and go to work the next day sometimes if we didn't leave on a Friday. So we were pretty wild back in the day. And I'd still do it too. I was just going to say, I can definitely see us still doing that today. I don't think I could do it twice a month like we used to. (laughs) Yeah, but down to like once a month. Well, Zana's a little too old now. I'm I'm working on it. The girl's... I believe uh, in you, right behind. Like, you know what? I can keep up. All I need is to sleep in the car. So again, Disneyland, who doesn't want to go? And from there, moving a little bit more north on to number four, Los Angeles in general. Perfect day trip from San Diego. There is so much to do in L.A. When we say L.A., we're not just talking about Los Angeles City Center. We're talking about all of the surrounding communities and cities, towns that make up L.A. Yeah, and again, it's only about two hours north of San Diego, assuming there's no traffic or you leave early enough in the morning. So it can be a little bit longer, about about 120 miles. But like Kim was saying, just so much to do. I mean, when you think of Los Angeles, there's Hollywood, there's Malibu, there's Santa Monica. West Hollywood. West Hollywood. The La Brea Tar Pits. And so there's just so many unique things. I mean, Los Angeles in general draws people around to come visit as a tourist spot. So as a day trip from San Diego, it's definitely perfect. A couple of cool beach towns in the Los Angeles area. Santa Monica is really cool. They have the Santa Monica Pier with the roller coaster that I have ridden. Wow, I'm really impressed. It's impressive. Not once, but twice. That's impressive. What about the Ferris wheel? No. Ooh. <laughs> Are you but not a coaster. big Ferris wheel fan? Oh, I'm not a big fan or hate them, but I just didn't write it. But it's a fun little area to explore. Lots of people watching for sure. And in Santa Monica, they have a famous farmer's market and you can go pick up dried fruits or veggies. And it's actually really cool just to walk down the street and try little samples from all of the vendors. And Jamal and Zena's aunt and uncle actually used to have a stand at the Santa Monica market. They don't anymore? No, with COVID, they just figured by the time it comes back to do safely, I mean, they're already old. They were near retirement anyway, but Mm -hmm. they are farmers and that was their bread and butters. They sold uh, their produce down at the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. So they have the weekend market Saturday, Sunday, and they also have a Wednesday one. 
And it's a cool way to walk the downtown area because that's where the farmer's market is. They close off the street so you can walk on the downtown promenade area. A lot of good restaurants and bars there too. Oh, the bungalow in Santa Monica is a super cool, loungy, vibey place. You'll be likely to see bachelor and bachelorette contestants hanging out there. Look at that. It's a really fun place. Definitely recommend. The sangria is sneaky, so watch out. That's how it was in Cuba. Don't taste the alcohol, so you drink it fast. Next thing you know, you're like, whoa, (laughs) there was alcohol in there. Yes, yes, absolutely. Another cool beach town is Malibu in the LA area. The beaches are gorgeous. And then one really cool attraction in Malibu that I've done before, really fun, is the Malibu Wine Safari. You sit on this safari truck. You go around the vineyards. They make stops. They do wine tasting. You can play with the animals. You have goats and sheep and cows and a giraffe, and you get to feed them. It's super fun. Those animals are rescue animals, right? Or are they not animals that are used in Hollywood movies and they're out there? Remind I, me. I, I think it's what a little it was. both. The giraffe is a famous Hollywood giraffe. Oh, that's really cool. Another part of Los Angeles is Hollywood. And one of the things that we've done is we've hiked to the Hollywood sign squad tip. Don't do it in the summer without adequate water. Yes, spring water. Don't even do it during the summer. There's no shade out there. It's really crowded, number one. But I mean, it is a cool hike. But if it's a really hot day during the summer, there is no shade. There is no reprieve. So do keep that in mind. But other than hiking the famous Hollywood sign, which is definitely fun, you can stroll Hollywood Boulevard, see the Hollywood Walk of Fame, see all the stars. And it's just a really fun, unique experience. Is there really much to do other than the Hollywood Walk of Fame out there? You know, it depends on what you want to do in terms of visiting the shops. A lot of people like to go see it and then leave it and explore a lot of the other areas around Los Angeles. And I would recommend the same. But if you're there, you have to see it. The Mm -hmm. one thing about Hollywood that I just wasn't expecting was it's really, really, really dirty. You know, the first time I went there a couple years ago, I thought the same thing. I was a little let down at night. I was expecting Hollywood and that's not what I got. But I did go a year ago, I think this January of 2020. And during the day, it was a lot more fun. There was people walking. It wasn't as dirty. So maybe... It's turning around a bit, but it was looking shabby for a minute. And that's what I was saying, too. It's good to go see the Hollywood Walk of Fame and then go do other things around in the area. Yes, you can see the Star Walk. You can see the Grauman Chinese Theater, the Kodak Theater, all these famous theaters where they've held the Oscars, do all these things. But their downtown area, again, leaves a little bit much to be desired. The Hollywood Studios, you know, you don't really have access to that unless you go to Universal Studios, Warner Brothers Studios, Paramount, etc. So... The surrounding areas is really what makes Hollywood, if you will, where the studio and filmmaking is. Yeah. Well, when I was in Hollywood, I got on one of the hop on, hop off bus tours, which I would really recommend because Hollywood is pretty big and small at the same time. So just jump on the bus and then you get to see all of the sites, such as like the Viper Room. Do you guys know what the Viper Room is? Yes, I do. What Johnny Depp used to own it. And that's where River Phoenix has actually died in front from a OD. Yeah, oh. it was a club that the celebrities used to go to yeah so then there's that chateau maramont where celebrities go to party the brentwood neighborhood 
who knows the Brentwood neighborhood? I do. OJ Simpson. Yes. A lot of celebrities live in Brentwood neighborhood because it is so fancy. And then it does take you past Rodeo Drive and into Venice Beach, which we haven't touched on yet. But if you're looking for a way to get around, there's that and get all the history too. And that's really an LA tour in general. I mean, that gets you outside of Hollywood in a sense, but it gives you the surrounding LA areas. Nice. So if you're in Hollywood though, definitely check out West Hollywood. It's more of a nightlife place, a lot of fun places to eat and drink. The famous comedy club is there where a lot of major comedians have gotten their start. There's the gay district, which is so much fun to definitely go out. So definitely hit up West Hollywood. And then another recommendation for downtown LA, there is a contemporary modern art museum called The Broad, and it's a free museum. You just have to reserve your tickets online like a month ahead of time, but it's a super cool art museum with really, really cool exhibits, some interactive, just really modern and definitely go there if you're in the mood. couple more things on LA is going to be Venice Beach. I mean, who hasn't heard of Venice Beach when you've heard of L.A.? Baywatch was filmed at Venice Beach. I mean, (laughs) so you can go to an old filming location, but that's not going to be the only reason you go. It's a very famous Los Angeles beach. They have a boardwalk area that is just so entertaining, amazing waterfront. But one thing, too, that I do want to mention about L.A., I would be remiss if I didn't say, is the La Brea tar pits. And what this is, is they found in the kind of the downtown LA surrounding LA areas, there are these tar pits where they're actually doing live excavations and you can actually see them digging up dinosaur bones and all this stuff. So it's really unique to go see. I want to go back to Venice real quick though, because I don't think you did it justice. Probably not. Not everybody has heard of Venice. We have a lot of listeners who listen from Australia who may not have heard of Venice. Venice is so unique and so cool. And it's a good place to do a day trip to because the walking the boardwalk, the people watching is unreal. There are so many kinds of characters from the beach gym that they have there. You can watch the muscle heads out there working out on the beach. One of my favorite things to I'm do. I'm sure it's one of your favorite <laughs> things to do. They have basketball courts. You can watch a game. They have tons of like hippies and interesting people selling art and different things along the boardwalk. There's a lot of places to drink and eat. There is a freak show where there's a two-headed turtle. Oh, wow. A bunch of other weird stuff. You can go in and check that out. So it's a cool place. Have you ever done the Venice Beach Canals, Kim? I have. And I did not even realize that was there until just rather recently, actually. What are the canals that it's modeled after? Venice? More more like Amsterdam, I would say, because they're kind of squared, I guess, because Venice has canals Italy. too, Venice Beach canals, right? But they're really cool. You can stroll these. These are public streets, but people's homes are on them and they're so well-maintained and they're in not terms streets, of like... they're walking. Yes. Well-maintained in terms of their just gardens, Pretty. the lush greenery, the bridges that cross over the canals itself. So it's a really unique experience and I would highly recommend doing that in Venice as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not far from the boardwalk either. Just a couple streets over. All right, so pressing forward to Idlewild, number five. Idlewild is only about two hours from San Diego, and it is a super cute mountain town. I actually wish that we had seen it outside of COVID because I feel like there's a lot of shops to explore and places to see and just kind of walk that downtown area. But it's also a really cute town to go to and hike in. So 
Jamal, myself, Kim, and one of our friends, Robin, we did a little day trip out to Idlewild and we did a hike called Deer Springs Trail to Suicide Rock. It was a great day hike. It was so cool walking through the forest and just seeing all of the outlooks and just viewing over to Suicide Rock and just seeing how cool the surrounding mountain area was. It's dog friendly too. And that's what I really like about San Diego in general. One, living here, but two, when you guys come and make a trip, again, do some of these day trips because there are so many close things around and you can get to the mountains real quickly. And I love that about this. I mean, when we lived in Northern California, all of us, we weren't too far from the mountains. So for me, this is really nostalgic going to places like this where you can get up into the mountains, breathe the fresh air, smell the trees. It's really, really cool up in Idlewild and the town is cute and quaint and I mm-hmm. really, really like it. It gives you that kind of like small rustic feel, which is really cool. And minus the Deer Springs hike that Brittany was talking about just as well, if you want to be a little bit more adventurous, you can hike Mount San Jacinto, which actually has an elevation of about 10,800 feet. It's the 17th tallest peak in the U.S., and a lot of people go there to hike Mount Jacinto. So do check that out if you want to be a little bit more daring. If you and will. it will snow there too in the winter months. So you could actually go up and do a hike in the snow, which would be really, really pretty. Absolutely. Oh, really pretty. Jamal, you got me going when you said that you can smell just the outdoors, you know, like, you know, when you step out of a car and you realize, gosh, I am in the middle of nature and you take a deep breath and it's like pine. <laughs> it was there when we were there. I smelt it. <laughs> yes. Hey travelers, let's break for a quick layover to talk about our San Diego itinerary we created for first-time visitors. This full-day guide takes you on an epic day down the San Diego coast. Starting your morning with coffee in Del Mar to ending your day with dinner on Harbor Island with a view of downtown across the water. This 13-page itinerary hits all the coastal highlights and beach towns with drive times, how long you need in each place, and so much more. We've taken all the guesswork out of the planning, so all you have to do is show up and have fun. You can purchase this itinerary on TravelSquadPodcast.com for $30 or message us a screenshot of your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and we'll send it to you for free. So travel on over and get yours today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Making headway on through to number six, Palm Springs, California. Who doesn't love Palm Springs? And if you haven't been, who hasn't heard of Palm Springs? 
Palm Springs is so cool. Not in the summer. It's very hot. Very hot. <laughs> cool as a place to go. Yes, it's yeah, legit. It's super cool. It's got this retro, almost like 50s kind of vibe with the architecture. And they've kind of kept that spirit of it too. Really vintage and really cool, really unique, really artsy. And since Coachella and the music festivals that happen in that area have become more prominent, Palm Springs has gotten a lot of the cool LA. It's gotten really hip, really vibey. They also have really, really expensive like designer store areas. So it's got that side of it too, but it's it's a super cool place. Yeah, and it's only two hours and 15 minutes away from San Diego. And Kim, you were saying it's kind of 1950s retro. They have those fancy shops like you would maybe see in LA, but it really became famous because it was an LA getaway for a lot of people that who wanted to go out to the desert. It's kind of kept that retro feel to it. And so it's really unique in that right as well. And if you're a golfer, they have lots of amazing golf courses out there. So that's something to check out too. Even if you want to take a day trip just to go golfing, they have amazing courses out there too. I haven't really been to downtown Palm Springs, but I have been to Palm Desert, which is surrounding Palm Springs. And I actually went on a little hike with Kim and some other friends. We did the Painted Canyon Ladder Hike, which was super cool. You go through these canyons and you have to go up all of these ladders. It's kind of like you're in a slot canyon in a way. And then you come out and you see all of the mountains in the background. And it was just a really cool trip. And on that trip, we also stopped at Salvation Mountain. Mm-hmm. And if that's you guys, a weird place. It is a weird place. So basically, this guy created this mountain with hay bales and a whole bunch of paint clay. and clay. And he's made it very colorful. It has a yellow brick road up to the top of the mountain where there's a big cross. Yes. And so it's a place to definitely get some pictures taken. There's a lot of photo ops there. And it's right next to the Salton Sea, which is also a very strange place <laughs> to see. But you can hear all about Palm Desert in episode 30, which is a Palm Desert girls trip. So much fun. I think Palm Springs has a lot going on where you can definitely do a day trip and have a really good time. But if you do have the availability to do an overnighter, it is highly recommended. There's some really, really cool hotels out there. The Cigaro, Riviera, Ace, they're all really cool. The pool vibe is alive and well. So definitely check that out. And my last tip about Palm Springs is to check out the pink door. Google it and check it out for yourself. You're leaving everyone in suspense then. You're going to have to look into it. Look into the pink door. All right. But before we move on from Palm Springs, I just want to say it was so inspirational one time you were there, Kim, because didn't you do something that almost inspired you to get a tattoo when you were there? <laughs> yes. And you were talking about festivals earlier, so we have to mention this. Yeah, yeah. That area is, is really big for different kinds of festivals. One of them, my favorite festival in the entire world, is Splash House. It's this super cool festival that they hold at three different hotels in Palm Springs. And it's a pool party slash music festival. Everyone's in swimsuits. Everyone's having fun. The people are the nicest I've ever met at any festival. Everyone's partying in your hotel rooms. There's a bus that takes you from hotel to hotel. It's a major rager, but that's a three-day experience. So it's definitely not a day trip, but it's super, super worth going. It was so fun. You almost got a tattoo about it. I know we've kidded you on this before. (laughs) So I just want to let everybody know and remind Kim was so inspired by Splash House. I could have had a splash tattoo, but (laughs) thankfully I don't. (laughs) I'm glad you don't, Kim. All right. We're somersaulting right into number seven, Big Bear. 
Big Bear, well, one, Big Bear is so awesome, we actually had an episode about it, episode 28, so do check it out for more information, because that's how cool it is, complete episode in its own right, but why don't you ladies tell us a little bit of the highlights? Yes, it's going down in Mountain Town. Only two and a half hours away from San Diego, or about 145 miles. What is there to do there? Or if you drive in the middle of a winter storm, it could take you up to 11 hours. Well, don't do that, but I think now you've let everyone know that it's a mountain town in a way, and yes. that it's a good summer retreat area, and during winter, it definitely snows. So why don't you ladies tell us a little bit about the activities and what we can do there? Definitely during the winter, it draws snowboarders and skiers. I don't do either. I want to try cross-country skiing, but not downhill skiing, not into it. But it does draw a lot of that and sledding. Can't you go- tubing too you can go tubing went tubing there before super fun sledding you can go into actual neighborhoods and just sled in the mountains of the streets and in the summer big bear lake draws in kayakers paddle boarders and then around the lake you can hike Mm -hmm. and get really good views of the lake from below yeah and the lake is a man-made lake but it's completely fed by the snow melt in the surrounding mountain areas. So depending on when you go, if it was an abnormally wet season in terms of snow, the lake is going to be a lot larger. If it was kind of a drought year, the lake's going to be smaller. But so many things to do no matter when you come to San Diego, summer, winter, fall, spring, you can find activities to do in Big Bear. And one thing that I would recommend, go up, rent a cabin, just enjoy it out there. It's so beautiful. I've done it many times where we rent an Airbnb. Oh, so much fun to be in an Airbnb in the backyard in a jacuzzi, nice and hot while it's snowing. Oh yeah, that's got to be magical. Yes. Snow bunny status for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plowing on into the next, number eight is Joshua Tree National Park. And you better believe we have an episode for this one too. What number episode is that? It is episode 30. It's also included in the Palm Desert Girls Trip. Mm. So Joshua Tree National Park, you know we love our national parks. And so we had to hit up Joshua Tree. And it's so great that it's not far from San Diego, only three hours away. Joshua Tree National Park is famous for the Joshua Trees. How would you describe them? They're like weird looking cactuses cacti (laughs) but they're not but they're not but they're not really cacti they're actually trees but their leaves are really weird they're long i don't want to describe them as ferns but they're just really long leaves and as a matter of fact one of the cool things about the national parks when you go they always give you a little bit of history they show how the native americans use the actual leaves from them to actually weave the leaves into their own shoes so if that gives you like a little image of what they look like but even though they're trees they don't really provide a lot of shade but they are desert dwelling trees so almost like cacti so squad tip Do not go to Joshua Tree National Park in the summer. It gets very, very hot. It's in the middle of the desert. We're talking like 1.30 sometimes. Yes, but it's definitely cool to see in the spring or winter. There's a lot of hiking or you can even boulder. We saw climbing. People boulder and rock climb, which was really cool just to even see. And you can just explore the desert. It's also like part of an old mine town. So there were remnants of that that you could view while you were on some of the hikes as well. 
it's also a place that draws a lot of camping. And at night, because there's not a lot of city nearby, you can see the stars really, really well. And it gets cold at night, so dress for the warmth and the cold. That's one of the crazy things about the desert, too, is how hot it can be and then just equally how cold it could be mm-hmm. during the during night or during whatever season that it may be. But a lot of unique things about Joshua Tree. Again, listen to that episode that we talked about. We go into it a little bit more here, but it's slightly larger than the state of Rhode Island, so it is big. And another unique feature is that it is encompassed by two different deserts, the Mojave and the lower Colorado Desert. So a lot of unique things about it that make it a very interesting and awesome trip to do as a day visit trip from San Diego. And right outside of the National Park, there is a place where you can dig your own cactus for 59 cents. I haven't been to Joshua Tree in a year or two. I'm wondering if they've raised their prices or if it's still 59 cents. Maybe they raised it to 99. I don't know. 60 cents. Maybe it's a dollar. (laughs) Who knows? But point being. It's a good deal. Very affordable. Good deal. And it's fun. Bring yourself a desert souvenir back. Mm Mm-hmm. So marching right along to number nine, we're going to Solvang. And Solvang is four hours north of San Diego, about 250 miles. And Jamal and I recently did a day trip to Solvang, and it was so much fun. It's a cute Danish-inspired architecture town with clock towers and windmills and cottages. And it's just so nice to walk the downtown area and just be inspired by the architecture. Yeah, there's a lot of history about the town that makes it really unique in its own right. And it obviously is that Danish history that has the architecture resembling almost being in Europe, if you will. So if you want to go someplace and feel like you're in Europe and California, Solving is the place to go. It's I do... actually called a slice of Denmark in Southern California. Look at that. So cute. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever been to Denmark? I, I have, have not been to Denmark. I have. I have been to Denmark and I didn't see any of the, what are those things called? Windmills? The windmills. I didn't see any of those in Denmark. Did you when you went? No, I didn't see any, but it was very, very quaint. Copenhagen, super cute, super colorful. I've never been to Solvang, but I can only imagine just how replicable Mm -hmm. it is of Denmark. So it's even more Denmark in Solvang than Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) They also have really great pastry shops in Solvang. We went to one called Mortensen's Bakery where we got this Danish with raspberry and cream cheese Mm. in the middle. And oh my God, it was so good good. that we had to go back and get another one for the road. The same thing? You didn't try anything different? No, well, we did get other things too, but that was our favorite thing that we got there. There's also a lot of wineries in the area because it's not far from Santa Barbara. So um, there's a lot of great tasting places to go and try as well and a lot of restaurants in the downtown area and it's a great place to shop hop as well yeah and what i really like about it and also with the architecture that makes it really unique really cool feeling like you're in europe like Brittany said there's those pastry shops but a lot of the shops that they have down there are mom and pop shops so it really gives you that old town feel and I really, really like that about it. It's so unique and definitely worth a visit. It is a little bit farther. I know Brittany said earlier four hours, but you know how adventurous we are. So we drove four hours, spent time up there four hours back. But if you do want to do some of the wine tasting that they have up there, because they do have wineries, you can make it a little overnight excursion if you want. And that would be something to do as well. But Solvang is not to be missed. I actually had up until recently had no clue that this place even existed 
existed close to us. And then mom Zaina mentioned it because we were in Santa Barbara recently and she's like, oh, are you going to go to Solvang? And I said, mom, I had no clue Solvang existed until about <laughs> two weeks ago until Brittany said we're going to be going. And then that's the only reason why I know about it. But mom loved it. She remembers going to it in the 70s. So it still had that charm back then too. Wow, that's so funny that you say that because when I first moved to San Diego 10 years ago, maybe a little over 10 years at this point, mom asked me if I was going to take a day trip to Solvang. <laughs> mom loves Solvang. I have no idea. I've never heard of Solvang. So because of my mother, I found out about Solvang 10 years ago. How funny. All right, guys, now we're venturing into number 10. And for this one, we're going international. International. We are really, really lucky to be in San Diego where Mexico is just a skip, hop, and a jump across the border. And there's a lot to do in Mexico. Especially for Jamal and I, we only live about five minutes away from the border. You can see Mexico from your house. We can't. I see the beautiful Tijuana Hills lit up at night. It's so beautiful. And I don't say that sarcastically. It actually really, really is. I know. I was about to say, I love the Tijuana lights at night. If you're in the downtown area of San Diego, it's about 30 minutes to get to the border. And there's plenty of parking at the border. Anywhere from like five to 20 bucks. You can find parking for eight hours, 12 hours overnight. Even if you wanted to stay late, they do have a nice nightlife going on in Mexico. But the parking costs will depend on where you go. And definitely bring your passport. You will need it. You can walk across. You can also drive across. I've done that before. You can also take a trolley that will take you to the border as well and then cro- mm, walk across from there. True. You can Uber and Lyft as well. Lots of ways to get down there and then cross by foot or if you have a car, drive over. So Kim, why don't you tell us about Tijuana? Because I know you recently went. Yeah. So we have four places in Mexico that we're recommending. Closest to farthest away. The closest is Tijuana, which is just across the border. We call it TJ. I was actually there last night for dinner and it was so fun. I think people have an image of Tijuana that is either good or bad. And not every part of TJ is a safe place that you want to go to, but there are tons of really great restaurants, safe places to be. If you're smart, you know, obviously it attracts a lot of people coming for the nightlife. So just be careful when you're over there, but don't be afraid of TJ. It is a fun place to go. There's the Plaza, which is a really fun like bar and restaurant square area where a lot of people go for nightlife. Zaina, there's another street down there that's a really fun main street to go on too. What's that one? The Avenida Revolucion. Yes, yes. And that has a lot of really good bars, restaurants. Caesars is there where the Caesars salad was invented. I highly recommend this restaurant. I've been before. We've been trying to go as a squad, but we haven't made it yet. But okay, if you're going, you, you have to go to Caesars. They make the Caesars salad at your table side from scratch. The dressing, they don't make the croutons from scratch. They're already made, but then they put everything (laughs) together, mix it up. And it's seriously the best Caesar salad I've ever had in my life. Did you get it with anchovy, Kim? I did. I went full in. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. impressed. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And the story goes, it was owned by Italians, but during the depression, when they didn't have a lot of food, they had stale bread and people coming in wanting to eat. So they're like, well, what are we going to do with the stale bread? So they made it into croutons and then the Caesar salad was created. And then ever since, boom. Caesar salad changed the world, guys. Right there in TJ. See, I thought Caesar himself in Rome created it. (laughs) You thought wrong. (laughs) And that's people think it's from Italy, but it's not. 
And, you know, another thing about TJ, again, border town. So depending on your preference, some people will love it. Some people, it just may not be their thing. But beyond the nightlife, do go check out Las Playas. If your Spanish isn't very good like mine, but fortunately enough, I do know this means the beaches. They do have a nice beach area of Tijuana. So they have lots of restaurants along in that area as well. You can be along the beach and just really enjoy that Baja California beach experience. It's really nice. But continuing on with Wait, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Tacos. Tacos. Well, tacos are anywhere. So I didn't realize that we were specifically. That's true. That's very true. But if you are in TJ, definitely hit up one of the street taco vendors or multiple street taco vendors. Why not? Just go on a taco tasting like I did last night and eat as many tacos as you can. They're super cheap. Like I think maybe a dollar, two dollars per taco. We haven't done that in a long time, but Brittany and I used to just take weekend trips. And by weekend, I mean just for the day to Tijuana and we would just go eat street food, particularly Mm -hmm tacos. So it's definitely worth doing. And one thing that you should know is that when we're talking about tacos, we're not talking about like those Ortega taco shells that you buy at the the supermarket. Like these are real Mexican street tacos. So they're probably no more than two, three inches Mm -hmm. in diameter. They are tiny, so they are super cheap, but they will fill you up. Now I have had a few day drinks there on the Avenida Revolucion. And I remember there was some ice in my drink, which wasn't weird right like it was part of the drink but because I was enjoying the drink so much all of a sudden I realized oh shit I forgot that there's actually ice in here is this from the TJ water is it gonna make me sick but fuck it I've already been drinking it and guys I was okay that's good. Well, <laughs> the ice is made through water filtration system. So you can drink the ice when you go and have cocktails there. Don't drink the water from the tap. Even the locals don't do that. And again, if you're having tacos, be mindful too of any raw or fresh veggies that they may put on top. Cilantro, radish, you know, it could have it. So just be mindful of that. But that shouldn't discourage you from eating it. We do that. And, you know, once you go to the border, just real quickly saying this, even if you don't cross over into it, you can see the Arc of Tijuana, which starts at the beginning of the Avenida Revolucion. So even if you aren't crossing over, you can see the big Mexican flag waving there in the wind on the mountains and you can see the Arc of Tijuana. All right, now we're cruising down the road to Rosarito, just another 30 minutes from the border. I have done a day trip with my girlfriend, Nicole. We just crossed over by foot, negotiated a taxi there in TJ to Rosarito, super, super cheap. We ate tortillas on the beach. We rode a horse on the beach for $5. Nice. I've always wanted to do that. You rode a caballo? I rode a caballo in La Playa. So it's a good time. It's a beach city. So not even a beach city. It's not a city at all. It's a cute little beach quaint town. Didn't they film Titanic there? The water scenes? Oh my gosh. Good memory. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. So when you watch the movie and you see Rose or Kate Winslet telling Jack, never let go, I think she let him off in the beach in uh, Rosarito. Oh my God, that's so funny. Can we go and recreate that scene? (laughs) But when you go to Rosarito, you're obviously going to be coming from Tijuana. Do take the scenic route. There are two different highways that you can go. The scenic route along the coast is the way that you do want to go. There's a small toll fee. It's less than a dollar, I think, but you have ocean views the whole time and there's not as much traffic as there is on the other highway. You know, driving along the coast in Baja, California reminds me of driving in Big Sur a little bit here in California. It has that kind of mountain cliff seaside Mm -hmm. road and it's really unique and really beautiful to see it that way too. 
You guys are making me want a margarita really, really bad. A margarita or a cold cerveza. Mm. That sounds so good. Well, right you now. could enjoy all of those in Tijuana and in Rosarita. <laughs> you can enjoy them both at the same time. Double yeah, fist. Don't they dump them into margaritas too? You can yeah. do those. Yeah. Well, these are also, because you know, these are on the coast. So these are hot spots where ships dock as well if you're on a cruise. And so, you know, you can go into one of the restaurants. They have people who have those whistles and then they come by, <laughs> throw your head back and they like throw the tequila down your throat. Oh yeah. So. Papa's and beer. Yeah, that is a big party spot in Rosarito. I actually saw little John there once. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And they definitely do that. They, the people that work there will come over blowing their whistle, pour liquor in your mouth, put a rag over your face, which is weird. Like they're and, waterboarding you or something? And then shake your head. <laughs> or sometimes they'll pick you up and spin you around. Oh my God. <laughs> have you had the whistle blown on you before? They Kim? have tried. They'll come up and start whistling, whistling until they get a taker. But Blow I've never whistle. done it. <laughs> Next whistle. time, Kim. Hey, squad trip. Squad trip. <laughs> but chugging on down the road... If we're staying along the coast, within two hours of San Diego, Ensenada, Mexico. Ensenada, another beautiful beach city. So this is really where they'll stop you in Mexico if you take the cruises. So Zana was saying cruise spots earlier, they will take you to Ensenada on cruises. So this is one of their main stops. Rosarito is a little bit more north of Ensenada. But this is such a beautiful little beach resort town in a way. It is its own regular city, but it does bring in a lot of tourists and it is a good place to go eat and have a good margarita. And one of the claim to fames in Ensenada is La Bufadora, where you can actually go watch along a sea cliff where there is a natural water cave where when the tide comes in, it pushes out almost like a geyser. So you can really watch a fountain, but obviously it's coming in from the pressure of the ocean into that little spout, if you will, and pushing on through and out. So it's real cool to go see. They have lots of shops in that area. I remember one time my old next door neighbor from up north, Anthony, he came down, picked me up along the way here in San Diego. We went to Ensenada and he took me to that spot because he frequents Ensenada quite often. Blowhole. There you go. I've actually <laughs> been to that blowhole before. I went on a family trip and it was actually a family cruise. We stopped in Ensenada and that was one of the highlights was the blowhole. La Bufadora. Mm-hmm. They have another Papa's and Beer in Ensenada and they do bring big name artists there too. But little John was in Rosarito, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta see little John. Well, trekking on east a little bit inland from Ensenada, there is a very famous spot to go to. Highly, highly recommended. It's called Valle de Guadalupe. And Kim, you frequented it more than any of us. So why don't you tell us all about Valle? I've been several times. Once I went on a work Christmas trip where we took a bus down there. Another time I drove down there. Another time I've been with someone else. So it's really cool. They have a lot of cool wineries. The prices can be anywhere from lower prices you'd expect from Mexico or the same prices you would find in the U.S. depending on what winery you go to. I would definitely recommend Cuatros Cuatros. It's a super cool winery. It has these massive wooden boats that you can go on and take pictures on and hang out on. Beautiful winery where they'll give you blankets if it's cold. Like they're super, super nice there. It also has this big hilly area. It's probably 
closer to the coast than any of the other wineries in this area. But this big hill area that you have to take a shuttle to get up on have all this gorgeous seating and you have views of the ocean. It's so, so cool. Monte Zanuck is another one that's really cool that draws a lot of people, but you can't really go wrong with any of them there. So Valle de Guadalupe is pretty much Mexico's wine region, if you will, or at mm-hmm. least northern Mexico's wine region. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're coming back to the U.S., you are allowed to bring one bottle of wine per person. Ooh, great squad tip. Duty free? Yes, duty free. There you go. So do bring one back with you. And there's a lot of great places to eat too. With with all these wineries, gourmet food is really big there. They have a lot of really big name chefs there. In Valle, they have an annual like wine festival event that draws amazing chefs, musical artists. It's a really fun event over there too. All right, ladies, any final thoughts on the top 10 day trips that we had mentioned? No final thoughts on any of those, but now I really want to go to Mexico. Me too. (laughs) Weren't you just there though? I was just there last night, but I want to go again. Mexico is... A fun place to be. That is for sure. Very underrated. A lot of people, we've said this before. I want to say it again, just because you said it. A lot of misconceptions. Mexico is a great time. Just be mindful of what it is that you're doing with anywhere else you go. You just don't want to be stupid doing what you do, even here in the United States. I know Mexico got me jazzed up. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, we've got to do a TJ episode. Oh, yeah. I feel like having a margarita. I've already said that. And you know what? My Spanish really is good, but I don't talk about blowholes that often. That Maybe. seems like it'd be right up your vocabulary. <laughs> Maybe. I should, but just for the record, I didn't know that word because I don't often talk about blowholes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's that time. It's my favorite time of the week. Questions Ooh. of the week. Questions of the week. All right. looks like we have one question this week and it was submitted to us online. So we don't have a name, but thanks to whoever gave it to us. Thank you, Anonymous. And the question is... Why don't we just say it was Jack from Rosarito? (laughs) (laughs) May have dated Rose before in his life. Okay. So where is your next day trip planned? So actually, Jamal Zaina and I actually have one coming up. It's not from San Diego, but we are flying into our hometown of Sacramento and we're doing a day trip to Bernie Falls. Where's that? What is that? Bernie Falls is a famous waterfall in Northern California and it's super gorgeous. Wonderful. So even though we're going to be there more than a day because we are visiting family, we're using Sacramento as our hub to take a day trip. Nice, nice. I actually don't have anything planned, but I have been thinking more about going to Julian or Big Bear being that we're recording this in the fall right now. And so that's kind of when I start to want to go to those places. So I've been percolating something in my mind. All right. I'm going to throw this out there. Once it starts to get a little bit cooler, whether there's snow or not, ideally there's snow. Let's go to Julian, get some hot cider Mm. and have an apple pie. Count me in. Up in the mountains <laughs> and wearing our jackets. How nice does that sound? That sounds so quaint. Man. That sounds superb. I actually have a trip coming up next weekend to go to New England for those fall jacket vibes. So I'm really excited about that. It's not a day trip, but we will be day tripping from our home stand in Boston. Boston. Yeah. Boston. Cool. Well, that's our episode for you this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram and subscribing to us on YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. We appreciate that. And obviously, please, please send us in your questions of the week. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you guys. Woo! Can't wait for next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.